Hi, my name is Andrea Petu. I'm a professor at Central European University, Vienna. And in this podcast, we are sharing with you the experiences and takeaway points of the Open Society University Network Collaborative Network Seminar, Anti-Semitism, Holocaust, Colonialism, Gender, Connecting the Conversations. The five partner institutions were planning a co-taught Open Society University Network course for the winter term 2021-22 to promote new teaching and thinking about the relationship between four distinct but overlapping areas of inquiry, anti-Semitism, the Holocaust, colonialism, and gender. Each of these terms cited above is a lens through which to examine prejudice, discrimination, race, and hate in their historical and contemporary manifestations. These questions have often been discussed in a bifurcated way, with anti-Semitism and the Holocaust studied separately from forms of racism rooted in colonial legacies. The aim was to reframe discussions that at present take place in parallel and sometimes in an antagonistic manner. The partners explored how we may use teaching to clarify and work through such intellectual tensions, which have real-world implications that take form in diverse national and regional contexts. This is a timely initiative, soberly questions of equity, justice, and remembrance. There is a pressing need for educational work when populist political tendencies are seeking to alter and contest Holocaust memory on a broad scale. Similarly, the legacies of colonialism have left their imprint on public memory, cultural prejudice, racism, and anti-migrant sentiment in a notionally post-colonial world. Disturbingly, the recent pandemic has revived persistent narratives of exclusion, othering and nationalized victimhood, together with the new forms of sinister solidarity that resonate with their historical analogs. The course was offered when the war against Ukraine by Russia started in February 2022, which gave particular importance to this course. This course seeks to develop the connections between anti-Semitism and racism, examined in Hannah Arendt's pioneering the origins of totalitarianism, and subsequently expanded in the writing of such scholars as Nelson Maldonado Torres in his Decolonial Ethics and Michael Rothberg. Central is Rothberg's notion of multidirectional memory, which promotes a non-competitive dialogue across different, yet actually and conceptually entangled archives of extreme violence and suffering. Beginning with the massacre of the Nama and Herero in German Southwest Africa in 1904, the historical narrative unfolds across the two world wars with the atrocities of the Holocaust in sharp juxtaposition with growing resistances to colonial control in Asia, the Middle East, and Africa. Such destructive legacies have continued in the post-colonial era, such as in the Rwanda genocide in, of 1994. A compelling contemporary instance is the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, 
which predated the Holocaust, but raises issues of anti-Semitism, colonialism, and dispossession, particularly after the founding of the State of Israel. Here, the discourses of racism, anti-Semitism, and Islamophobia fragment dangerously under various political pressures. The collaboration of senior experts from Freim, Open Society University partner universities, brought substantially new and innovative knowledge to the network. The awesome partners were David Feldman for the Burbeck College, the University of London, Yair Wallach, the School of African and Oriental Studies, Kenneth Stern Bar College, the Bard Center for the Study of Hate, Merv Williams and Adam Levine, the University of Witwerstrand, Johannesburg, and myself, Andrea Petter, CEU. The non-Osun partner, the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center, offered a class on memorialization of the Holocaust given by the director of the institution, Tali Nates. Members of the interdisciplinary teaching team have backgrounds in history, law, gender studies, literature, museology, philosophy, sociology, and trauma theory. And we aim to promote thinking across traditionally siloed disciplines. The partners connected and problematized the relationship of the Holocaust to, first, anti-Semitism historically and today, second, to other genocide, third, other racisms historically and today. Fourth, colonialism, with its histories of racism, exploitation, consistently privileging whiteness, ethical othering, and the violent occupation of foreign territories. Fifth, different forms of hate, anti-gender movements and mobilization. And sixth, the rise of anti-immigrant sentiment connected to colonialism, hatred, and the lessons of the Holocaust as approached in the course. For two five-week period, each faculty member was responsible for convening a lecture, moderating the discussion, and assigning collaborative tasks to students across institutions. All faculty members took part in the opening roundtable on the common subjects and commented on the students' presentations. In this podcast, you will learn from the students from different institutions how they made the connections between the different concepts. And you also learn about the conclusions, what the faculty drew from this innovative, cutting-edge, open society university collaborative seminar. The course was supported by two wonderful TAs, Robin Pierce and Peter Buchmüller. Thank you very much for your support. We were honored to have Telly Nates, the director of the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center, as a guest speaker of the course. So first, let's listen to the students from the different institutions. How did they make connections between these very different concepts? So I think for me, even though I've got a history background, I found the fact that we contextualized Jewish suffering and how long-standing it's been in history was very important for me because we kind of gloss over that when we look at the big events like the Holocaust. And in doing this, when we discussed the idea that we were presented with the idea that hate should be seen not as a cancer, but as a reservoir, for me, that was very helpful and beneficial in trying to almost contextualize and rationalize hate. Because for me, hate is something very difficult to explain, especially when it's 
to such a great extent and has been so long lasting. So for me, that stood out quite a lot. And then another point which I wrote down was and found interesting was in the Hannah Arendt lecture series, when we looked at Kant not only as being part of totalitarianism, but also as being something that uh, stripped people down to bare life. The idea of bare life really resonated with me. And I think it's because it's easy to look at the camps, especially when they're used in the Holocaust, and see them as just an awful thing that was put together. But actually, the fact that it left people very excluded and isolated and being excluded from rights and nationality that would protect them otherwise against such atrocities. This course and its contents really impressed upon me the importance of applying what we have learned and discussed to the South African context uh, even further than we have already done. We've spoken about the fact that we, us South Africans, are relatively far removed from the Holocaust uh, or the Israeli-Palestine debate for that matter, seeing as our history of foundational atrocities is almost exclusively thought of in terms of colonialism and apartheid. But uh, it is a mistake to think that uh, due to this history, we are immune from further human rights abuses, atrocities, or even genocides. As we have learned, research suggests that we may, in fact, even have a disposition uh, towards more of the same. We have seen genocides before in South Africa, the actions of Dutch uh, settlers towards San indigenous people in the 1700s is now widely considered by many South African historians to have constituted a genocide. And uh, this history is almost never spoken about. So uh, we have a lot more work to do in terms of reckoning with our past in its entirety so that it may allow us to identify any possible threats to the future uh, of our people and the relative racial, social, political harmony we have managed to establish in the aftermath of apartheid. This course, I believe, has helped me a lot in understanding uh, such threats and the dynamics by which they operate um, better. I've really appreciated that this course, this is just one example of how the course allowed me to draw more local connections, applying what I've learned and seeing that while there are differences, the overarching themes, concerns, methods, modus operandi, they they remain the same, broadly speaking. I think what the course has really given me is a different way to look at these things that are new or that I thought I knew. So like, for example, the class on Holocaust and gender really shifted my perspective. I've often like thought about what it's been like to be a Jew in the Holocaust, but never really thought about what it would have been to be a Jewish woman, that particular experience. So it's it made me think about old things, things that have always been part of my life in new ways. I also enjoyed the part that made me like make connections with anti-Semitism and other forms of hatred. So like anti-Semitism and like white supremacy or anti-Semitism um, and other forms of hatred or the Holocaust and other events, that like multi-directional memory kind of thing. I think it was like a challenging and new way to look at something that I know in a different way. I think that the discussion on how 
anti-Semitism is a form of racism is very insightful and kind of a new approach for me, especially Yuval Davis article, which was about that racism is not something about skin color or any biological characteristics, but that biological determination itself is a strategy for othering. So that connection between anti-Semitism and racism has really broadened my perspective. And I realized that to create a meaningful connection, sometimes we need to create also a meaningful distance between other things. So uh, the differentiation between anti-Zionism and anti-Semitism and also our discussion on whether all anti-Semitism is the same when it comes to, for example, Palestinians, as mentioned in Ashkar's article, as far as I remember, is again really, really illuminating. And the other connection that was very insightful for me is the connection between Holocaust and and gender. I think uh, we can put our discussion on competitive and multidirectional memories in terms of competitive victimhood that justifies the will uh, to power or domination and creates one form of truth and history through excluding certain things such as gender or colonial past, etc. And in this regard, Rothberg's article was also really great, greatly helpful to see the distinction between the forms of remembering and how it is connected to power relations. So I, I again really like the course in general because while connecting different forms of othering, I think we didn't reduce one to another. So we also discussed in a way their particularities, and I think it was very valuable. Uh, so thank you. I think the most helpful thing that this course has done is given a framework image to to think about memory and creating links between different periods in history. You know, one is desperate to to force fit things, one is desperate to prove that something caused another thing. And and multidirectional memory allows you to to see things in parallel. I think it's a great thing because it takes memory and experience, which are incredibly subjective things, and makes them fairly scientific. It acts like a, a, a vector quantity and that it has impact and it also has a changeable direction it can either inform how you read the future or, or, or things that come after it. it it can inform how you read things that happened before it uh, or it can stand on its own so i think it, it's quite a, a graphical theory and it allows you to to take things that are that are very difficult to to comprehend and, and place them in in your mind's eye and in a in, a, in space. So that's been an incredibly helpful thing. The links that I found the most insightful, the most uh, challenging, I, I've sort of narrowed it down to two, although they were all incredibly stimulating. The first is the link between uh, Zionism and, and colonialism and trying to unpack that with great delicacy. Uh, you know, seeing Jews as a colonizing force in, in the Middle East, but also simultaneously acting as a proxy for Western interests in that greater nexus of colonialism, Britain and France trying to, to control oil fields and, and, and the vacuum that the Ottoman Empire left. But also seeing Jews as colonized people. You know, they'd been second-class citizens in, in Europe for the better part of a millennium. And to see that, that in juxtaposition to, to the, their, their role in Israel or as informing their role in Israel is an incredibly interesting one.
The first thing that struck me was coming from a more literary background. It was, it's quite, I don't want to say refreshing. I don't think that's the right word, but to learn some more kind of political and historical aspects of um, of events that are kind of outside of the South African uh, world. I found this particularly interesting with the Nakba and colonialism because I, I was aware of the Nakba before, but I didn't really know the extent in which colonialism and the Israelis as a colonizer had in in the actual Nakba. But there were two lectures that stood out to me. It was the one on the Holocaust and gender. And I found that quite interesting because it helped me kind of, obviously I'm a man, I'm a male. It helped me kind of visualize and kind of interpret how a female or a female Jew may have felt during that time, which I found was very, very eye-opening. And I kind of link that to the country in which I live in right now, which is South Africa, and what a normal woman goes through every day, which kind of, it made me think quite a bit and think quite deeply about. But I also thought about how the Nakba and other sorts of colonial history actually have an impact on the country I lived in. I mean, with history and how it's taught in schools here, it's kind of facts and figures and that sort of thing and a lot of dates. But here, it it helped me kind of kind of contextualize the hatred that we're seeing in the world and even in our country today, which I felt has helped me greatly. Um, I also found it very refreshing to discuss and kind of get an insight from other students that come from a country that is not my own, which has very really has helped me quite a lot. I found the the reservoir of hate quite interesting and it helped me kind of connect to the country as well because we do have we have got quite a lot of history of hatred in the country and I found that very very interesting the the, the way that it can fill up and go down again. As a gender studies student with uh, with a background in social anthropology. Um, who is actually researching a lot about uh, the intersections of gender, memory, and the Holocaust in Southeastern and, uh, and the Eastern Europe, um, I must say that I encountered many, many, many things that I was really uh, unaware of before. So, and uh, I believe this course would give me um, a lot of information and the strength to um to uh, develop my own further research. What was really interesting and intriguing also to me, the multidirectional um, memory and I say multidirectional approach like versus the competing narratives. So it's also like very, very uh, nice to learn about the multidirectional approach like I've always believed that there is something like that, but I never knew what would it be like. Well, yeah, it might be like a kind of utopian uh, approach, but yes, this is what we have now. So, and it uh, it helps like maybe providing or provides like more comprehensive kind of understanding, maybe dialogue, maybe discussion. I've really enjoyed um, this time. It's gone incredibly quickly. I've um, learned huge amounts. I suppose some of the connections 
some of the sort of positives that I've gained from it, I suppose. Thinking about the Holocaust and gender was something that I hadn't pieced together previously. And I've taught the Holocaust to children for many, many years. So that will inform my teaching and what it already has. So that was really interesting. Um, Also, David's lecture on colonisation, I found really interesting. That's a period of history I don't know huge amounts about. And that was something that um, really interested me. And I've gone on to think about it and read about it more. Uh, Zionism and anti-Zionism is something that, um, that I know bits about, but that's something that has helped uh, me think about my own Jewish identity and my family's history. And now let's continue with the conclusions the faculty drew from the Open Society University Network Collaborative Seminar. I must say when we first formulated this course, I was extremely apprehensive. We seem to have taken on such a vast area of knowledge And I wondered whether we would actually be able to connect the conversations. And if we did connect the conversations, whether we would succeed in connecting them in ways that were interesting and ways that were meaningful. But having gone through this semester, I am really excited about the intellectual energy and vitality of this course. I think it's taken us in fascinating directions and that each session actually brought in new complexities and new senses of interlinking. So that we began to see the way in which European phenomena could be associated with what was happening in Africa, and that there was then a rebound or a return from Africa to Europe. I was fascinated by looking at the ways in which anti-Semitism began to interconnect with issues of racism, And again, I'm thinking of the Southern African context in particular, but also the way in which everything had to be interfused by issues of gender. As Andrea said, gender is everywhere, but I think it's often because it's so obvious that it's overlooked. And this course made us rethink all those points of convergence as well in ways that are are very powerful. It is something new. It is something, and I think this is the advantage, or the odd advantage of the pandemic, is that it's actually brought us all together in a space like this in a way that we never would have thought of before. And I really think it has inspired very exciting conversations, and it's given us opportunities to do things that we wouldn't, wouldn't have done if wasn't for the pandemic in this case. What I've really realised from, particularly from the lectures that we've had with the VIT students, is the way in which it's not just touched students from a, I mean, let's just say coming from a Jewish background, for instance, but students who even come from outside of that background, come from outside of those contexts, how they've learned more about themselves, their identities, and their, um, just themselves in general through this course. So it doesn't necessarily matter what religious background, what contextual background you come from. It really has opened up new ways of looking at yourself and your world. And I think that's been really profound to see. So thank you. You know, I was worrying at the beginning, is it going to be frustrating to get a little taste about anti-Semitism, a little taste about a rent, a little taste about gender? I mean, each of these things are things that people teach you know, courses or multiple courses on, 
And, you know, would it work? Would it just seem like it was very staccato and disconnected? But what's really gratifying for me to hear from a variety of the students today is that it really opened their minds to things when they had a specific interest. If your specific interest is gender, your specific interest is looking at issues of Zionism or anti-Semitism or the Holocaust, it really helped to have these other components, even if it was just a taste of it, to shake up your thinking. Uh, I've realized from learning from this course is I've been speaking about some of the battles over anti-Semitism in Israel and the United States is to make the case that one really needs a broader lens, that when you're looking for putting things in boxes and you know what the line is and all that, that that's exactly the opposite from what we really need to do to understand how these issues work in the real world. Um, that we need to, to really incorporate so much from different perspectives and different strains from the academy to think more broadly to tell us how to look at these things and what to do about them. So what was really, really interesting to listen to your, the students' um, presentations was how people take different things from the course, really different directions. And people focus on one thing or it took them to completely different kind of intellectual paths. And that's always interesting. I mean, the kind of unexpected element of, of the classroom. For me, what structured uh, this course was really around multidirectional memory and against the idea of competitive memory. And multidirection can go, means various directions. So it can mean horizontal, vertical, backwards, forwards, associative, comparative, oppositional. It kind of pushes us to different directions. Now, as someone who, you know, comes from a kind of historical way of looking at things, that means that, you know, for me, I think of things in historical context, in relation to each other. But what was really interesting that historians were in a minority here among the staff, and, and there were lots of other disciplines, literature, gender, and, and so forth. And that inevitably think sent me to think of other kinds of directions that I would normally uh, think. And that kind of also relates to the idea of, of the museum as a place where you literally walk can walk in different directions, not necessarily as the curator meant, and make your own connections in your head. And that idea of, I think we should think of not just chronologies, which can be quite oppressive, as, as, as some of you said, but also other ways of, of connection through physical, material culture, through images and so forth. So that's really interesting. I think what I say is that often when we talk about multidirectional memory, I think there's a desire that things will align, that you know we will agree on what's right and what's wrong, and we will be able to kind of make connection to be able for people to see that, even though they come from different directions. And that's not always... You know, that's usually not possible, in fact. And, it's, it's, and I think the course actually showed that, that in the fact that people that people who are persecuted can become persecuted and persecutors themselves. 
and things do not align as we would like them to do. The multidirectional lens is of great importance and I believe a lens that helps us to connect to colonialism, to genocide, to Holocaust, to gender, to uh, Zionism and anti-Zionism, to the Nakba and to, um, to Israel. What has been most valuable for me has been thinking through the implications of multidirectional memory. But what the idea of multidirectional memory pushes us to are the contingent and the specific connections between different forms of othering. And I think probably as a historian, I found that very congenial. And for me to move from thinking about multidirectional memory to thinking about multidirectional history, two concepts which which are related but which are not identical, has been, I would say, eye-opening for me. It actually created a great synergy among the faculty, and I think this was also visible for the students, that uh, we have been planning really every uh, minute. And when we were doing this discussion on how to plan the course, uh, we all shared our nightmares. What can go wrong, right? What can go wrong? And what we were absolutely wanted to avoid is having a lecture course. I remember very vividly of the discussion that that is something we really don't want to do. And I believe that uh, using this concept of bridge, we really managed to force ourselves and also to invite the students to talk about these connections. And the framework of the multidirectional memory is actually created these connections. And yeah, you know, spoke about the different directions. And uh, it uh, somehow moved all of us from our comfortable zone as a teacher and as a, as a, as a student as well. The Open Society University Network Collaborative Seminar will also run in the next academic year, 2022-23. So please follow our work and thank you very much for your attention.